WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right. It's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jerem. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing much, man. Just watching some Blackhawks W's again. <laughs> Blackhawks W's. Like, what is going on right now? Like, I don't know. That might be the episode name. I Early favorite. But, like, what is going on? January has been. W, W, W. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this team for some reason, new year, new team, and decides to fucking win hockey games in the worst possible time of the season to be doing so. Yeah, right. I don't understand. <laughs> what is it? So January of oh, so looking at February. We're six and five in January. So six far. and five in January. At one point they were six and three. They won six of seven. They have multiple three game winning streaks. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it- I don't know. <laughs> and and half, only, of that, like, half of that came without Kane. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> they're scoring more goals. <laughs> they're still not, like, they're giving up more than they're scoring still. But, like, I don't know. It's really weird. In the month, in, like, the whole season leading up to January, they were under, they were just above two goals per game. And then all of January, they're at three. Um, their penalty kills at 90% in January versus like 72 for the rest of the season. It's, I don't know what they did, but yeah, like you said, new year, new me. (laughs) Guys, this is, it's not what we're supposed to do. It's like new year, new me is when the season starts next year. Like that's what it is. (laughs) You got number 98 in your roster. That is the new you or 16. I don't know what he's going to do. I know he uses both, but anyway, but yeah, speak of, they're scoring more. They're scoring a lot more. They've had twelve different players score goals during this just the span of the last time we recorded from the Buffalo game up into the Vancouver game, which is just it's crazy. And then there's yeah, only man. two. There's only two people on the roster that haven't gotten a point in that span. One being Jack Johnson, and the other being Luke Philp or Philp 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 Philp. Play got called up. In a weird set of roster moves that the yeah. Hawks did that involved the name Philip or Philp or just <laughs> PH anything. A, a form of Philp. Philp. <laughs> which is um, I don't know. But Hawks go three, what was it, three and two since we last recorded Buffalo and talk about Seth Jones just shoving up my pooper. <laughs> Talking about how he was the <laughs> disappointment of the season so far and what does he do he answers with a fucking game tying goal and the game winning goal in overtime yeah <laughs> it was uh it was pretty funny that that happened especially since like the hawks came back down three to one yeah he had what he had a three-point night too because he's he got an assist on kurashev's goal then he scored a tie and then he scored to win i think it was like in nine games he's got he matched the total points that he had for the first 34 games of the season. Oh, the first nine games in January? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 He was on, like, a streak of, like, nine. Like was, He's been playing good hockey, which is... He, he's got 12 points in January for a total of 22 points on the season. So he's got most of his points in the last 11 games. Two goals. And, I'll, and honestly... 16 the, or six points in the last week since we recorded. Yeah, because... Against the Sabres, 
and against Philadelphia, he had two three-point nights. Okay. <laughs> no, he only it was two, literally the first two games. Was it? Wait, he, was only it? Point, he only had one point against Philadelphia. Oh, it was Seattle. It was three points. Sorry. Never, never mind. I was going to say that would have been so funny if it was three points and then three points literally after we said he was not great. <laughs> like, but, yeah, six points in two games there. But the only game he didn't have a in, point during since our recording, last recording, was L.A. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, they only one scored one goal that game. Yeah. It's but, crazy. Hilarious. But it's like, this is like this consistency. If he could keep this up, and it's like, I think that answer, like sounds some of the credits a little bit, no? Or is it just, no well, matter what he does, it's never going to be? I don't know if it's something that they change their focus on or if it's just now working a little bit more, like if the puck luck is just now in his favor, because from what I've noticed on these, like on these points that he's getting, like most of them are coming from the point, but instead of doing the thing that Duncan Keith used to do, which was just like half clap bombs into the fucking shin guards of the guy in front of you, like he's he's got his, he's got his head up and then he's just, not even hard, but like throwing it through, making sure it gets to the net. Smart shot. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be hard. It's just on net from far with traffic. And, and then you've got guys like Kershev in the in the Sabres game who ends up getting a stick on it. And then Taves scored a goal recently. I forgot which game it was in, but he did the same thing. Just coming across the front, gets a stick on it, gets the tip, and it just a goes in. Goal. I think it was Philly. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, because it's assisted by Jones. Yep. But yeah, man, like they're just they, uh, for whatever reason scoring goals now. Like it's hilarious. I, just, I don't understand. Yeah, I, and it's like four, I, I'm, four, five, one, two. <laughs> and it's like I I'm excited to watch good hockey. Okay, good hockey in quotes because it's still not great hockey. They're just coming away with wins. Like it's exciting. Some 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 sloppy hockey, but it's exciting to watch. It's like. Oh shit! Like that Buffalo game, you're at the edge of your seat because they're you know they're they're tying up late, they're winning in overtime. Like let's go, um, right? They're beating teams like St. Louis, which holy fuck, Bennington! Like you love to see it. You what love it? to see it. Two goals on three shots for Bennington to start the game. I think it was. Yeah, he, two yeah, goals started, on three shots. He got pulled like he only had like he like let up three or four goals. He let up four on seven shots, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, yeah, four goals on seven shots. It's such a shame that oh, he signed for what four more years at six million per. Oh, oh such a shame! Such a shame. Poor Hon- honestly, like during that game after they chased Bennington out of the net, uh, and like St. Louis had scored what two goals to make it four to three. I was like, I don't fucking care if they come back and win. I was like, this is a dub both ways then because we chase Bennington and we lose. So we go down in the standing fucking great. And the other good thing too, is St. Louis isn't even in a playoff spot, which I don't think they are still. And so that just get ruins their chances at like being in a lottery spot to get first overall. So it would have been like a win, 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 win. Yeah, St. Louis Currently has 49 points. Calgary holds the first wild, or the second wild card spot's got 55. So they are falling fast. Yeah. I, I mean, only the top 10 teams or bottom 10 teams, right? Two, three, four. Yeah, bottom 10. So, oh, they're falling into it. Are they really? No. 
See, that's why they should have won. That that's what I'm saying. Like if they win that game, no, they're, they're just outside. They're just outside by yes. one point. Detroit got the last spot. Yeah. If they hover in that like, oh, I, I don't even want it to be eleven. I want it to be yeah. I guess eleven. 11, 12, 13 ish area. Like, that's great. Like, have them move up to third. I don't give a shit because we'll get fucking first overall. So, <laughs> oh, it's beauty. God, love, it. love to see it. Love to see it. But yeah, we ended up winning that game anyway. So, that's nice. That's nice anyway, too, just to beat St. Louis. Yeah. Um, we, so, yeah, we beat Buffalo in overtime, Philadelphia four to one. Um, First time the Blackhawks won in regulation in Philadelphia since 1996, snapping a seven-game losing streak. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. In, in the in the regular season, though, yeah. too. But the only win, unless Chris Foster's was wrong, their only win was the game six. Did they did they win another game in that playoff series? In Philly? Yeah. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. It might have just been a home and home thing until game six. Yeah, so that's I don't remember. That's so long ago. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, and then yeah, beat St. Louis, which an awesome thing with that game. Um, we had a NHL debut. Uh Jackson Stauber. Stauber. Yeah. Yes, Jackson yeah. Stauber. Stauber gets his first career start, first career win against St. Louis. He looked pretty good doing it. Yeah, he had made some big saves. I mean, by the time the Hawks scored their first goal, I think that he already made like seven to nine saves or something like that. They peppered the Hawks early. Mm -hmm. I think the Hawks only had six shots on goal. Or no, three shots. They had six shots attempts. Three actually hit the net. Um, St. Louis had 19 attempts that first period with 11 actually registered. Like, they peppered him. And and he said... Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do. But... hilarious yeah um Uh, after that we came back home played la two to one lost two to one so three meetings it's the kings all three games and two to one which did we win the first one i think so right it was an ot yeah Yeah. the second the second one was an ot though too wasn't it um let's this is the only one that ended in regulation i think so that i'm not 100 percent sure let me go back and look, and while I'm looking, why don't you talk about something from the game? Uh, which one? Because that's the only game I didn't get to watch because okay. it was on NHL <laughs> Network. Uh, Sorry. Really uh, quick. Okay, the first game I saw, LA. Yeah, both overtime. Okay. Yeah, it's so, right. All right. I, know, man. I didn't. I didn't really like watch highlights or anything. I was just like, oh, that sucks. Like two to one, whatever. We lost. That's fine. It's all. Um, all is right in the world once again. The Black Ducks are losing. They're in the L category. They still are sitting at like that 30, 31, 32 mark in the league. Then comes up Vancouver last night. And I definitely didn't watch this one because it was just too late for me. I fucking get up at five o'clock. Oh, yeah, because it's West Coast. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I fell asleep during the third period too, and I'm literally an hour difference. Like, <laughs> like, come on, man. This is ridiculous. This game had the setup for just an absolute disaster. Could have been, and when I say disaster, could have been a disaster for the Hawks in the sense of they win a game again and move up the standings. Also, they could have got embarrassed because Colin Delia, ex Blackhawk Revenge Tour, was in. Yeah, that. but I don't, I don't really consider him part of the Revenge Tour because he wasn't like a mainstay on the roster. 
whereas like Doc, Strom, Debrinket, like those guys, like Kurt, or I, Kubalik. I like, would consider him a main, like a reason why he was part of the revenge tour is because he was never truly given his shot to show anything. Like he only got a game you know, here. He, there. He, Not, during this shortened season, when it was Malcolm Subban, Colin Delia, and Kevin Lankinen, he played two games and had like a five goals against average. And they're like, two okay, games. no. Never had, <laughs> yeah, because, because after that, then Kevin Lincoln had like ended up winning some games and we were in a playoff spot for that part. But uh, it's agree like, to disagree, whatever. Fuck um, doing? <laughs> but oh, yeah, also you had Rick Tockett era of Vancouver Canuck mm-hmm. hockey beginning. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in NHL talk. So, I mean, it was, there was a lot to curious how this game was going to play out. And holy shit. Just looking at the stats, Vancouver comes out buzzing, put up 48 shots on goal compared to the Hawks' 14. Yeah, they had about 20-something in the first period. It was ridiculous. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, 21 to 6, 21 yep. to 6, 14 to 4, 13 to 4. Um, and the, the greatest part about that, too, is the fact that the Hawks came out of the first period with the lead after getting outshot 21 to 6. Yeah, didn't the Vancouver and- jersey get tossed, too, right away after that goal? Yeah. Oh no, it was within the first five. Oh, it might have been. No, no, no. Because Kinger scored towards the end of the period. It was. It was within the first five minutes of the period that uh, they just threw a, a jersey on the ice, as because I don't know, man. That's just it's, it, it, it's, it's the dumbest I, thing I've ever. I I just think it's so stupid. Like I whatever you disagree. You already purchased the fucking jersey. Like I don't own it. What is dumber? What is dumber? Hockey fans that throw their jerseys on the ice, or Dallas Cowboy fans that go and destroy their TV after the Cowboys lose in the in the playoffs it's just stupid all around I like, know. or people I that burn their jerseys cool. because somebody signed somewhere else yeah no no no. i think going <laughs> buying the vancouver canucks jersey buying tickets to the vancouver canucks game <laughs> just to throw the jersey on the ice because you're pissed and you're you're spending money at, like at home you're breaking a tv yeah that's stupid tv can easily be replaced but like you didn't pay the team for the tv like you're paying the team for the jersey and the tickets yeah that you fucking it's stupid like whatever man like that's just dumb but uh yeah it was just funny because i i just i mean dealy i don't think it's that great and so kaner's goal was just a soft one from like the point almost oh just found the top of it it was so funny um, yeah, they if they would have gotten more than 14 shots, I'm sure they would have gotten more goals, but 14 fucking shots on net against 48. So you think that Vancouver like was really excited to play for Tockett? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. It's kind of frustrating. It's like, where was that for Bruce? But you know right. what? We gotta we'll save that again for NHL talk because I'm sure we want to talk about that organization for a little bit. Um, yeah, anything else that really stood out to you for this game? Uh no, I this was was this um this is Philp's first game. So this is when the game where they made all the all the roster moves. Yeah, they uh, sent down um they sent down Isaac, Isaac Phillips and brought up Philip Roos and Luke Philp. Is it Luke Philp? Luke Philp. Yeah, Luke Philp. So it was just Philip down, Philp up, Philip up. <laughs> <laughs> And they also put Tyler Johnson in the IR for the same ankle injury, which I feel like he might be done for the year. I mean, he's had actually a really good season. Yeah, that's a bummer. You got to look at his. If you look at his stats, um, other than that, during that week, man, Reese Johnson, 
two goals, baby. <laughs> he almost scored against Vancouver too. It's like these Johnson, if he gets hot, man, you gotta watch out. Watch out. 50, 50 goals coming in. Wisconsin <laughs> jersey coming Tanner's way soon here. Dude, absolutely. I gotta get it. <laughs> I, fuck, I, I don't know what it is about Reese Johnson, but that guy, he's great. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that really stood out to me over this past week of games is goaltending, man. It is still, you talked about it last week being the surprise for the first yeah. half of the season, and it's like they're still doing a great job. Obviously, we're not winning games. I mean, we were winning games, but it's like these games are close. They're not yes. complete blowouts. They're not embarrassing losses like this. These guys are bailing this team out so many times. Like Mrazic finished two and two with a nine three one save percentage and a two five two goals against average over the last week. And nine three one save percentage, really? Yeah. God damn, dude. Yeah. Yes. See, their their stats don't show wins because the Hawks don't score. The Hawks yeah. scored this last week and they got fucking wins, man. Like, I mean, then Stauber, you know, it was his only one game, but he was one and oh, nine oh six eight percentage with three three goals against average. So it's like, which is great for your great. first ever career NHL start against your team's rival. Like, yeah, those games are hot. I mean, oh, in that game too, Isaac Phillips even got into a quote unquote fight. Like, yeah. he really didn't do much. I mean, he got just pounded. He did try the what was it, the spinning back. Yeah, he was falling down and tried to throw a spinning back fist at him. I was like, like, what the fuck just happened there? Yeah, man. It was crazy. Oh man. But yeah, so it's it's there's good things, like bad hockey's being played, like record wise, but it's like there's still positives and like that's what you kind of gotta hold on to. And and kind of too I want to mention this with the when we're talking about the roster rooms really quick too. It's like this is pretty much gonna be on par probably for the rest of the season. I mean, you're it's it's going to be inventory time and seeing what you guys have in the minors and, and just kind of bring guys up, get them a little bit of experience, see if they can handle well, it and what to do next. The other good thing about it happening now too, is trade deadlines coming up. If the Hawks are playing well right now, and like they're clearly sellers, like guys that are declining in other teams are just not producing. They're going to, they're going to be like, Hey, like this guy's hot right now on the Hawks. Maybe we can get them. And yeah. like, might be a little bit more value than, than what they had maybe maybe a month or two ago when the Hawks were just real bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Homer son. So it's like, it's, there's a lot of good things coming on. Um, One good thing that's not going on right now is the broadcast booth. And we were joined by our good buddy Poets, yeah. OG Bender here. Um, So let's go to that really quick. And we'll, uh, we'll hear what Poets has to say about the broadcast team. And we'll come back and do NHL talk, huh? Yeah, a little bit more hot stock, but we'll be back. Oh, a little bit more hot stock. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, so now we are joined by a very familiar face. You know, you might recognize him, old-time uh, OG listeners here. The one, the only, Potsy. What's up, bud? How are you doing? I am fantastic. How are you two beautiful humans doing? Doing okay, man. You know, watching some <laughs> Hawks wins, but uh, not exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of pissing me off. <laughs> See, and I would say I would be watching some Hawks wins, but I haven't been watching. And there's a reason why Poets is here. And it's the reason why I really haven't been watching. But you know what, Poets? Give us your opinion on the commentary team for the Chicago Blackhawks this season. I want to rewind just a couple of years. Okay. 
where everything really started to go downhill when the Blackhawks brought in a man by the name of Colby Cohen. That was step number one of the absolute dumpster fire of what's going on in the broadcast booth right now. (laughs) Colby Cohen is public enemy number one among Blackhawks fans. I don't know a single person that enjoys listening to him. Not a single one. He ruins the broadcast. Put Pierre Maguire back there, actually. Let's put him back in between the benches. I would rather have him than listen to Colby Cohen talk about when I was in the NCAA Division I National (laughs) Go, I don't care. Colby. Dustin Buffton. Yeah. (laughs) Give me creepy Pierre Maguire instead. Get Colby out of there. Nobody cares about your crappy NCAA Division I history. Okay. Nobody cares. Done. Number one, Colby Cohen. Okay. Number two, Chris, <laughs> Chris Fosters. So I like the way he sounds. He's got a good pitch to his voice. His goal call is actually somewhat exciting. Um, there's a few things that he does that just make me want to jump off a cliff onto 94 in rush hour. First of all, when the play is too fast or when it's really starting to ramp up, he can't keep up. It Domi, Kane, Taze, Jones, Domi, block. Domi, Kane, block. Save, Domi, block. No, just words. You're saying words. <laughs> Your job is to describe things. You're, you have to be descriptive with it. I think my my favorite thing that when you brought that up, I was like, oh, my God, he literally just says names. And right after you had mentioned it, I forgot which game I was watching, but it was just him going radish, radish, radish. (laughs) And I was like, and do you know what happened on that play? Because he shot it wide, put it around the back of the net and then got another shot attempt. And that was it. That's the other thing. It's television. So you don't have to describe everything. If it's radio, different story. Right. You're trying to paint the picture in people's heads. It's because like a PowerPoint presentation. You don't have to exactly read off <laughs> of the board. Got but... <laughs> the note cards. That's what you need to read right there, right here. Exactly. But I mean, it... Jones at the point moves it to Kane. Kane back to Jones. Like, you don't have to just, like, just come on, give me some flow. <sighs> that hate it <laughs> the other thing one of the other things that he does he I'm, i don't think he properly looks up his stats no nope. example was the other day mm-hmm. ian mitchell scored a goal first career nhl goal three in mitchell guy had three it was fourth of his career yeah the guy had three leading up to that so whether or not like he just did wasn't looking at it or he meant like, oh, that was the first of the season for Ian Mitchell. Like, I don't know. But at the same time, not a great look. Did you catch the the mistake he made in Philly? I yeah, be more Chris. <laughs> so Kane Kane's coming in and he misses the net high. And he goes, Oh, Kane's trying to recreate you know the magical top shelf goal that he had back in 2010. The, the the one that was on the ice that went five hole that nobody knew was a goal or not because it went underneath the goalie's pads, not top shelf. 
I'm so it's confused. Painful. It's painful. I, I think on more than one occasion, I mean, it's at least these two players, but he'll mix up Lafferty and Kurashev just because they're 23 and 24. And I know, like, earlier on in the season, he definitely messed up people all the time. And oh, he yeah. got, like, a little bit better, but, I like, those two, he still is, like, Kurashev with a shot, and he's, like, not even on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, bud. <laughs> yeah. I don't – and, like, he – there was also one game where it was the, the pregame intro, whatever, they were, they were doing fine. It was him and Troy Murray. They're at home, so he does – 41 home games a year. And he signs off the, the pregame stuff before the anthem. And he goes, we'll be back after the national anthem after this, yada, yada. And then they came back afterwards and Colby went, or uh, not Colby, Chris uh, goes, well, I just missed you a lot. But here's Jim Cornelison with the national anthem. So for sure, somebody down at the truck was like, hey, you dumbass, you have to introduce Jim Cornelison like you do for every other <laughs> home game, you jackass. So just know what you're doing, number yeah. one. Number two. Um, number three, the pronunciation of names that he has for everybody. Is, is it so is Soderblom? Soderblom. Yes. Soderblom. Soldering iron. I remember watching that game against the against Montreal after Thanksgiving, and literally every period, I'm like, "Wait, what did he just?" I'm terrible with names, and even yeah. I'm like, "You're a fucking moron, dude!" Like, what are you talking about? I was yeah, ready was- for a pass more after a couple minutes. <laughs> like, what? Let's go. Keep going through them. It was like every game that Arvid was playing, he was just like, "Let's try this one." <laughs> it's like, what? What? Yeah. Try something different, I guess. You figure um, you can probably just a- get somebody to ask him how to pronounce his last name, and then there it is. It's done. <laughs> that I you, you're telling me. So I've been doing games for the Chicago Cougars, and they've got a pronunciation sheet. You're telling me a USPHL hockey team is able to do that, and the Blackhawks don't. We're prepared. Um, Maybe um, he doesn't know like how to do the pronunciation, how to read it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually looking at her going so dark blue. <laughs> um, this is not how you spell his name. I do not know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I think what was it there were you mentioned the other day too. I think it was against San Jose when um Bear Banoff maybe came out of the corner and then went five hole and he was met and he said he tucked it inside the post. Tucked it inside the post. <laughs> it went right through his five hole. Hit like, the middle of the net. Like, where are we watching the same game? What is did happening? He, did he have a history of hockey broadcasting before this? NCAA. Um, so, I so, mean, like, so there's no excuse. I mean, he, he's done, he knows the game. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like bad he's hockey, coming it's in. Not great hockey. I, I don't think it's his number one sport, though. I think baseball or basketball is his number one sport or something. That makes he would make sense as a baseball guy. Very dragged out, slower, say much, much slower, and, and he tries. He tries very hard. You know me. I love a good dad joke. That That's right up my alley. He tries so hard to make awful, awful jokes and make whoever he's working with laugh, which, by the way, the rolling of Troy Murray, Patrick Sharp, Colby Cohen, Kaylee Chelios every now and again, I'm over it. Just yeah. give me one guy. Commit. One. Just one guy or, or a tandem? Just Yeah, just one tandem. I, yeah. 
I don't need to go into this thing thinking, oh, am I going to hear Troy? Oh, no, it's Colby Cohen. Awesome. I'm going to shoot myself. Like, come on. I need something different. Um, or I need something the same, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I need some consistency. <laughs> yes. He makes the worst dad jokes. And the awkward silence that happens afterwards is so painful. <laughs> and you get just that I feel the hatred coming from whoever he's working with. Because Troy Murray doesn't like him. You could tell Troy Murray doesn't yeah. like him. If you listen to Troy when he's with John Whiteman on the radio versus Troy when he's on TV with, with Chris Fosters. You got a UFO out there? Yeah. That's a, uh, I'm by, there's an Air Force base near us, and I think that was one of the like, <laughs> like massive helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to see a bright white light coming through your window. Yeah, right? <laughs> All of a sudden it's daytime. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't I think, just I, I think you can't jump into that kind of you have to create your own personality. You can't just jump into being like the awkward joke guy because then you're just weird. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's times when like Sharpie's out there and he's just like, Yeah, yeah, you ever do a thing like that, Sharpie? He's like, No. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you put me on the spot for something I never happened. <laughs> Yesterday against Vancouver. He was like, yeah, Sharpie, you're finally a journalist. You're actually asking some questions to, to Patrick Kane or something like that. And I was like, what are you talking about? I would have punched him right in the mouth. What a dick. Like, yeah. like what? Also, oh, my God, now I'm thinking about it, too. He's always the one that did all the intermission segments with Patrick Kane's sisters, which were always really oh, bad. <laughs> oh, I have not watched that because of how awesome it, it is. He just lets it fucking happen, too. Yeah. Doesn't try to save him. He's just like, yeah. Like <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm trying not to be picky about it. Is his head abnormally large? Is it just is it just the actual head part? Is it his hair? Is it the whole thing? He's Something an awkward, hair. he's an awkward looking dude. Like, have you ever seen him when he like posts like stuff with like I don't know if you follow him on social media, but he posts like picture of just like everyday clothes. And he just looks so fucking awkward. Yeah. Like something well, about him is off. Because he is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't I don't understand how he was he was the best option. There's no way. Well, the options were not great. That's true. They did have that trial last year for everybody. You had an entire season to figure something out. And yeah, but season. listen, listen, Jerem has mentioned before, like maybe he's just the Colleton of this situation. You can't really follow up a Foley with somebody just as spectacular, you know, like you need to have the buffer of like, this is awful. And then the next person that comes in has a little bit of leeway to like build they up. Really, and, like, and they really yeah. appreciate him. <laughs> yeah. If, if that's the case, then I'm going to throw a party the day that, that, that he, <laughs> that he's gone. But even still, like I was Nick Olchek a play-by-play guy. No, was he, he was color guy. Color yeah, guy. he was color. Which, by the way, listening to him and Pat Foley do the Winter Classic. Oh, how was, was that? Oh yeah, everything. Oh, so good. Yeah. That was <laughs> awesome. You could tell Pat hadn't looked at a, a roster <laughs> in, in six months for sure like three <laughs> days before the game you know he printed off that sheet and went oh okay <laughs> and just kind of went for it he had no you idea know? david Krejci was back on the brewing yeah actually back in the united states like 
he said Boston Penguins at one point, and like I'm sitting there, and I was like, ah, he's back. I love him. He's back, baby. Oh, it's so it he's earned. He has earned the right to make the to say that kind of stuff. Boston, yeah. not yet. Nowhere close. And for me, it, knowing that he fought so hard, shut up, dog. He fought so hard to be uh, the radio guy on the Hawks when they went to the simulcast in, in 05, 06. He fought so hard for that. And then Bill Ward's just like, fuck you, no. You're going on TV where you're supposed to be. Um, knowing that he was back on radio again, which is what he's wanted this whole time. And he was so much better than I've heard him in years. Just be, probably because of the break, too. But yeah. he was... He he did he painted the picture like I felt like I was actually there. I was driving home from from Ohio. We went to go see family, and I listened to it in the car, and I literally felt like I was there from what he was describing with the whole thing. And he made it exciting, uh, especially with the the goal uh, at the end that got waved off. He went <laughs> oh nuts. the very last second, yeah, yeah. He lost. It was great. Uh, but shut up! I'm not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um. But yeah, he was. It was really good to to hear him. And Nicky Olchek is just so good. He's so. And he sounds so much like his dad. Yeah, when when he first I came know. on, I was just like, oh, why does Eddie sound weird? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he was with him, and I was like, Nick, who the oh. fuck's Nick? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's wild. He's really good. He's gonna have a a pretty long career yeah. after him. So they definitely they they definitely got to figure something out with this team going forward. I don't know how long his contract is with the Hawks or anything like that, but it's like, and it's not the, it's not even just in the broadcast booth anymore. The intermission shows a joke. Yeah. The intermission shows an absolute joke. I love Pat Boyle, but he's, he's kind of lost it for me. I don't know what happened, but he's, he's lost it for me. Kaylee Chelios is fine, but there are just sometimes that she opens her mouth and she says something that makes absolutely no sense and has no correlation, whatever. Yeah. Like, what'd you think of that first period? My favorite color is purple. Like, <laughs> that's not what we asked, Kaylee. No. But, um, what about Colby, Scott? Colby, we know we hate him. And then Scott Darling, I don't know if it's the beard. I don't know if it's just the fact that he just looks weird up there, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want it. I want Sharpie back. Sharpie. He just doesn't seem to like find like his comfort there yet. Like he's kind of got his like stand up, stand up mentality going up there. Like I feel like he's he feels like he's got to be on and delivering and, and yeah, being like he's got to be the funny guy. Yeah, I honestly think that the whoever was in charge of the hiring committee kind of went down the lineup of old Blackhawks that are that are done, and we're like, okay, who's popular right now? Okay, Darling's going back into stand up. Okay, we're gonna pick him and we're gonna put him there. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, they they had during the St. Louis game. I don't know if it was the most recent one, but it was one of the recent St. Louis games. They had him read like mean tweets that St. Louis fans had sent to him, mm-hmm. and it was just like not good. It's <laughs> it never like, good. Oh, That's okay. never. Good. Yeah, because he's like re- he's reading it and like he stumbles over some of the tweets, and then he's also like throwing in like a little response, and I'm just like. We should, we, they should end this right now. Like, this is, this is kind of cringy. Like, oh yeah. my God, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but the whole thing is bad. It, and it, it's tough because it, it, we went from having Pat Netty, one of the best duos that you could possibly find, and then going into the 
you know, intermission show with Jamal Mayers, Patrick Scarp, you know, those kind of guys who were actually very well-spoken and knew what the hell they were talking about and not, you know, Colby Cohen talking about like, oh, I didn't want to skate on the United Center Ice because I thought I was going to mess it up too much because I can't skate very good. Like, who are you? Shut up. What? Shut one up. more time, one more time. He brings up his boss, his time playing Boston University. I swear to God, like nobody cares. Just, no point to it. Nobody cares. So it's tough. It it's painful to watch. Um, we, we were sitting down watching the other day. Yeah, I know. Uh, and my fiance goes, I, "Is is the Blues broadcast on? Can we watch that instead?" And I was like, "No, oh, God, no, yeah. I would, I would." But it's not. Oh, so, it's not on. Oh my god. Yeah, no, we don't have it. But I would if if it was there. <laughs> yeah, it's that's bad. That is really bad. Especially oh, if you to like one of those like St. Louis team, you know, like rival Boston. broadcasts instead. Yeah. Oh god. Watch a Boston broadcast. What would you do? Yeah. Who would it's you rather listen to? Which, who would I rather listen to? Yeah, Jack Edwards or Chris Foster's. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> Didn't um, know. I honestly think I honestly think Chris Foster's. Yeah, I can't, I can't do Jack. <laughs> no, I can't. No way, man. No, I can't believe he still has a job. That's Boston, the, amount of, the amount of shit that he's done. Hawk Harrelson and Hawk. Oh my god, I can't believe he has a job still. Yeah. It's it's inexplicable. Um, go back to St. Louis broadcasts. Uh, did you guys see switching sports? Harry, uh, I'm not Harry. Chip Carey is now the St. Louis Cardinals broadcaster. Oh shit! Yeah, he that. was the old Cubs guy, and his Harry oh. Carey grandson. Grandson, oh, yeah. yeah, grandson. So yeah, he was doing Atlanta for a while. Then he was just doing TNT or TBS or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Well, and he tweeted something out the other day. He's like, I "Can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm actually going into the." going into the lion's mouth or something like that of, of St. Louis gassing for the Cardinals. I thought that was kind of funny. So interesting. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's tough. It's tough product on the ice. It's tough product at the booth. Yeah. Um, listening on the radio (laughs) has been my friend. There's actually, there's a period of time, uh, real quick that John Weideman was out. I don't know if he was sick or what, but took away games from him they he's working a reduced schedule this year but i thought they were saying that he was sick or something too i don't know it might have been that i don't know but joe brand uh who's usually their like pre post game intermission host and stuff like that on wgn he stepped in and he's actually doing a pretty good job so like that right there like that problem is solved joe brand was it by comparison doing a good job with no, the rest like of the bunch like, or was it actually doing it was like, actually do doing a good job okay good. <laughs> so like that right there hey joe we're gonna have you on radio yeah. we'll, have, we'll hire somebody else to do the in-game hosting pre-game hosting john you're gonna go to tv it's yeah. a watch it's at least a watchable listenable fucking product now. i'm just thinking about this now and this is like just literally sent like shivers down my spine of how bad of an idea this is listening to chris foster's score uh call connor bedard's first goal chicago blackhawk mm. connor bedard goal bedard <laughs> no 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 
Jones, Domi, Kane, Jones, Domi, Radish, Domi, Kane, Bedard, goal! <laughs> That's what it would be. That's what it would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not good. Not good. Fuck moving on that on that play just then. That was some crisp also, stuff. Also, the fact that those guys are all still on the team. I was gonna say the fact <laughs> that you still have to get out there. <laughs> Perfect role, Tanner. Perfect role. Right, right. I mean, I, right. I always say like in the offseason, if we can re-sign Kane, I'm down. If Domi wants to come Dude, back, I'm that's fine. He's, he's having not a good season. Moved. I'm really starting to think they, they won't get moved. There's there's a good shot. There's a good shot that they stay. All right, before we let you go, Poets. Any comments on the season in general you want to throw out there? Um, no, not really. Um, any surprises? Taylor Radish is or Taylor. Yeah, it is Taylor. It's good. Taylor. Yep. Sorry, Chris is in my head now. Um, <laughs> uh, he has actually had an underratedly very good season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's pretty consistently putting some some goals up and putting some points up. So I thought he's been good. Um, I think this is the best Taves has looked since he was sick, honestly. Uh, he's not really putting the the points up there, but the fact that he's still the best faceoff man in the league. Yeah, the is, team is number one in the league in faceoffs too, which is phenomenal. crazy. Yeah, that's phenomenal. crazy. So I don't know. Um, it 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 is what it is. We we saw it coming. Um. It it sucks looking back at that Seth Jones trade and seeing what it is now. Um, I'm glad that he's starting to shoot more on the power play, and it's a and now we're starting to get goals and points from our defensemen on the power play. Weird how that works. Yeah, but um, yeah, it is it is what it is. It sucks, but hopefully it's it's for a good cause. Hopefully Columbus mm-hmm. continues to lose. <sighs> hopefully Columbus uh, continues. Oh, uh, you don't want Columbus. Or, I'm sorry, continues to win. To win. Sorry, continues to oh. win. Well, you know, it doesn't matter because Columbus. No, <laughs> that ball says Columbus. They're gonna go and redo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wrong ball. <laughs> yeah, God. That would be the worst thing. That was for... just the practice one. That was just the practice yeah. one. <laughs> There's no way the NHL lets Bedard go to a small market. There's no way. Arizona. Columbus. I can see. I can see Arizona because of Batman's whole like. Because they want to. <laughs> they own them. Um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I can see that, but. And then when Austin Matthews is available, you get Bedard and Matthews in Arizona. Still playing in a 5,000-seat college arena. I would, I would absolutely I'm, go. I am making it <laughs> official right now that they should not move out of that arena ever. I think that's it's awesome. That's it's it. unreal. I love it. Yeah. It's such and a joke, play, but it's amazing. They play so well there. I'm yeah. so sick of betting on uh, betting against them. They, bought, they beat Boston, Colorado, like – yeah, they went on a stretch of beating so like every team that's money in, because like, they keep winning. Yeah, they beat Vegas twice too. There. Yeah. Yeah. They beat Seattle there too. I thought. Unreal. I don't know. All right, poets. Well, we knew after the group text, you had to to vent a little bit about about the announcing and considering that's your forte area here. Things are coming on and and yeah, you know, this Thank was you. awesome. Thank you. This is good for my soul. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll probably need it again after a couple of games. <laughs> <laughs> Open invite, man. Anytime you want. Beautiful. All right. Thanks, boys. All right. Yeah. Love you, bud. Bye. Bye. All right. So it's it's always good hearing from Poets, and and he's just so colorful with with his explanation and, and anger. And 
he was a lot more vulgar and you know intense in the group chat when we originally talked about having him come on to talk about this. So, um, but no, I agree with him wholeheartedly on everything he said about about the broadcast team. And it's like I brought it up at the very end there, and it's like now that that I said something, it's really just been sitting in my head that once this team gets good, I either he's got to get Vosters has got to get either so much better, or they got to find somebody that that can make this a legitimate like team in the broadcast booth because you can't have Kane to Jones to Radish or to Kane Jones, Radish, Bedard, Gold. You're like you can't you can't have that. Yeah. Like and I'm so mad that he brought it up in our group chat last week because I never actually paid that much attention until I until I was just like, yes, it was. And I was like fucking red pilled about it. And I was just like, <laughs> welcome to the real world. And I was like, God damn it. This is the worst thing ever. I brought oh, it up it was... one time earlier in the season and nobody kind of like, nobody ever said anything in the group chat. I'm like, all right, fine. It's just me, whatever. And then post started, you guys were all going off. And I'm like, thank you. Like, finally, somebody <laughs> understands it. Like Vindication. Like, yeah. Oh my God. But um, yeah. So I don't know. Let us know what you think, because I don't think we're alone on this one here. Um, real Did quick, we ruin it for everyone at this I point. I hope so. Yeah, hopefully it's a glass shatter moment for everybody. <laughs> you're uh, Alice going down the rabbit hole, and there's no coming back from it. Let's go. Um, all right, real quick before we look at uh, the next week of games ahead, let's do the three stars for last week. Um, I have a couple in mind, but I want to see who you think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Seth Jones, one. okay, yep, I had him. Uh, Peter Mrazic had him. Reese Johnson. I didn't have him. <laughs> <laughs> Always Reese Johnson. That's what I'm just going to go. Oh, actually, Kershev had a good week. Kershev. I had Stauber. Kershev, like, Kershev. Oh, Stauber, yeah. Kershev, man. Like, they brought it up during the last game, too, that, like, you can start to see the confidence more and more. And I feel like he's getting the puck more, too, now. And I'm just kind of – I'm getting more comfortable with him having it. Whereas, like, when he first was starting on the team, which is wild because it feels like it's been forever, but he's only, like, 22 or whatever. Um, let's see, how old is he for real? For show. <laughs> twenty. He's 23. So he's been on the team for, like, the last, like, four seasons, though. Yeah. He's been yeah, he's been really good. The last three seasons. And I feel like he's been more relied on as a defensive third-line kind of guy. He's just and been the now, like they yeah. he really hasn't had a role. It's just kind of like, all right, go out and do what you can do type of type of player. Right. Now that he's getting more of like the top six minutes and like produce offensively, like like trusted with the puck, like you're starting to see more confidence in him. And I'm really excited. Like I hope he just is like the kind of guy that we can just hold on to and be the type of player that maybe doesn't put up a ton of points but becomes like a, a mainstay, like clutch player that other fans on other teams would be like, who the fuck is Philip Kershaw? He's like, yeah, yeah. he's actually pretty fucking good. <laughs> what else has got me really excited too is if if he ends up being a linemate with Reichel going forward because mm-hmm. yeah. the, the two of them together, oh. Yeah, they were. They were that would be the sole reason I would want, like a really big reason why I would want to keep Domi on the team too because that line was fucking lying together. Mm. Oh my God, that was awesome. Um, all right, so you want to go, let's go. Sauber, sorry, no career goal. We always do like career first. You get a star, but I think Kershaw oh, yeah. has been playing yeah. unreal. You can just do Sauber. No, we're oh. doing Kershaw. Kershaw, it's been said. 
Yeah, um, Kershaw's tight. We'll go tight, Seth tight, Jones. Tight, tight, tight. Seth Jones one, Mrazek two, Kershaw three. Yes. Did the Hawks not score a power play goal this whole week? Holy shit. They didn't? No. I just noticed that every point this week from everybody was even strength. Okay, well, they got to figure that out a little bit. But um, looking up at the schedule ahead, they have... Oh, sorry. I wasn't even paying attention to what you said, one, two, and three. Did you put Seth Jones one? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Brassic <laughs> two, Brassic two and Kershaw yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. Um, so coming up, they have Calgary tomorrow or tonight when you're listening to this, and then Edmonton on Saturday, and then that is it. Blackhawk hockey until February 7th after the all-star break. For some reason, they have an entire week off. Um, I yeah. didn't think they did that bye week still um, in, in hockey, but there are so games either. being, there are games being played that week that the Hawks are off, but um, yeah, hopefully they, they, they enjoy their week off and they, they go a little too hard and they come back on a little rusty against the ducks on the seventh. And uh, lose some standing points there, but yeah. Um, quickly before we move on to NHL talk, um, there are a couple things that were going around, like trade rumors, and starting to like you know, I'll still take it with a grain of salt. But there were some rumors that um, the Blackhawks are getting calls from Edmonton, LA, and Toronto on Connor Murphy and Jake McCabe. Uh, the interesting note about that is Jake McCabe has every Canadian team except for Toronto on his no trade list. So yeah, which is hilarious. <laughs> Americans don't want to play in Canada. It's like, and you know, you can't blame them, especially with everything going on since the COVID era. Because I mean, they still I think have restrictions out there. Oh, so I would I would assume so, but I, I didn't even think that that was the like reasoning. Uh, I just figured it's because like you don't see yourself being traded to anybody else that's going to likely win the cup other than Toronto. It's true. If you have to go to, if you like wanted to go to a competing team and the Canadian teams are calling, it's like, yeah, like I'll go to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like, gonna be, it'll be interesting too to see how those guys they work those trades because this is gonna be an interesting trade deadline because every team is pushing up against the cap. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of energy or enthusiasm that the cap's gonna go up a lot next year. Yeah, and a lot of these players that are are rumored to be dealt have big cap hits. Like, so Jake McCabe has got four million for two more years, and then Connor Which actually Murphy, is really good. It's really good. It's just how are you going to make it work? That's what I'm more curious about. And then Connor Murphy is four point four for three years after this one. So, mm-hmm. and it's like if also it's like, are you trading Taves and Kane because if you can only eat so many contracts, retain so much on on a contract, it's like. You know, like, what's how are you gonna do that? I mean, Taze and Kane makes sense as like eating their contract, and maybe Murphy and McCabe aren't somebody that even gets moved to the offseason if that's the case. But like, if you're a team that wants to make a playoff push and you need like a guy like that, like, you might just have the, the good thing with those are is that you can take a decent cap back, yeah, and and that'll help out. Like if you're doing just a, a like a a player swap and picks, um, yeah, I mean those are those are much more manageable. I think that now that you mentioned the fact that like people are getting pushed up against the cap right now, like this might be one of the more entertaining trade deadlines, actual trade deadline day, yeah, that we've seen in a long while because like for the most part, like the last few years, it's been a lot of trades like happening 
a week or two before the the deadline itself just to make sure that they get done but like if teams are trying to maximize their cap space like it could just be deadline day yeah frenzy again and i wonder if there's gonna be some blockbusters made too like big moves to try to do something right i wonder i mean i mean i haven't been paying attention like super hard to like certain teams like gms or anything like that but like I'm sure somebody's feeling it and they might try to make a splash and hopefully the Hawks are in on that. I mean, yeah, the only teams that could pretty much do whatever they want to take on like cap for prospects or picks or whatever is Buffalo, Arizona, and the ducks. Um, They're all under 70 million cap hit right now. Then you have the Red Wings, Hawks, wild senators, are all in that 70,000 range or 70 million range. And then everybody else is 80, 80 and a half and up. And like, that's, that's a lot, a lot of league <laughs> that you can't mm-hmm. do. Um, talking about trades though, too. And then we kind of were talking about this as well. And there was like a report coming out that teams, is it teams are saying that that's what they expect for Taves or is it, that's what the tape what the Hawks are asking for. That's what teams are saying they expect. So for Taves would be a second and a, a second or a third round pick. Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, it makes sense because of the cap situation that's involved with it. Um, if Taves were two million dollars less, I'm sure it would probably be a little bit more, but. The fact that you have to, you wouldn't, you don't have as much cap flexibility if you were to take him on. Like I'm sure every team would want Jonathan Taves, but like if you're getting Taves, I'm, I think that some teams probably want an extra like firepower or something like that, you know, like, and that kind of hinders that maneuverability at the deadline. The one that keeps being associated with him is the Jets, which are they're in the first in the West, right? They're second right now. They're like one point behind Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just keep flip flopping. I think they're yeah. Currently, they currently they have not just under just over nine million dollars in deadline cap space. The Jets. Yeah. Hmm. You try. There's no way. Yeah, I just I don't see like I rather let him walk for nothing than to only get a second round pick for him or a third round pick for him. Well, what do you like? What do you think if the jets, if they have like 9 million in deadline cap space, you get Taze half retained and like a Jake McCabe. Then or, or talking- like a, like a max Domi, like somebody who also like wouldn't need cap retained, but like helps out depth wise. Yeah. And I just think though too, because it's like I don't follow these teams enough where I can be like, oh, well, they want to move this guy, they want to move this guy. So it's like I don't know who on their team and everybody on their team that have like bigger cap hits are guys that are contributing that they need. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the other thing too. Where like if I'm looking at the Winnipeg Jets and like their cap hit right now, like Brendan Dillon is like somebody I'd look at just because he's 32, makes 3.9. Like, but is he having a good season? Like, I don't know. I know he's a defensive kind of guy. He's a plus five, 15 points, 49 games. 
just statistically looks like he's probably playing well defensively, especially since the team's doing so well. Yeah. But like the other thing too, there is like, they have five defensemen making 3 million or more. Like, do they want a sixth? Probably not. So yeah, it's going to be a a second from Winnipeg for Jonathan Taves. Like sure. For the rest of the season. Let's re-sign them in the offseason. Like they don't even have they don't even have their second this year, so it had to be second next year. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That was their, tra- their first is a late first. You never know. Um, let's see. That's the. I mean, the other thing too is like when there's rumors about like what the value is of certain players. Like, you just kind of got to take that as like with a grain of salt you know because like that's not always the case I, maybe that somebody out there is trying to spread that rumor yeah no just it, so that like maybe they can get them for that versus like what davidson is probably asking for like that's hilarious though they don't have their second pick because they traded for brendan Dillon. oh really okay yeah so that's kind of kind of funny and that you brought him up and yeah <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like, and that's why I say you got to take it with like a grain of salt, but it's like at the same time, it's like, I don't know if it's just us overvaluing our guys or if it's just people undervaluing the true value these these players have. Like there's people saying that they wouldn't even take Kane. Probably a little bit of both. There's people saying they wouldn't take Kane. Yeah, Yeah, those are fans that have no fucking clue what they're talking about. There was like Ranger fans saying that they don't want Kane. It's because they don't know shit. It's it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Ranger fans, <laughs> they just became fans of the team like last year. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we're getting really it's... close to that trade deadline. So it's this is just going to be picking up, and and there's going to be a lot. And I, I'm not going to comment on stuff. I won't bring up stuff that are reported by like people that I trust kind of thing it's like if it's just random like accounts that were saying oh this person wants this or these are four teams that are tied to jonathan taze it's like no i'm not gonna say that it's gotta be like friedman um who else like bob mckenzie those kind of guys oh who was it that uh was talking about to bring it over the offseason i was just like fuck that bring sir valley bring sir valley i trust him (laughs) 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 he was fucking right man like i don't know what to tell you (laughs) god damn it all right, you got anything else for NHL to, or Hawks talk? Uh, no. All right, let's move on quickly here to NHL talk. We'll get this going. Um, first thing I, wa- I thought was just fucking hilarious that Gary Batman came out that with a statement saying that, oh, teams don't tank. And he said it with a straight face, and his statement is, nobody tanks because we have a weighted lottery. You're not going to lose games to increase your odds by a couple of percentage points. That's silly. And frankly, suggesting tanking, I believe, is inconsistent with the professionalism that our players and our coaches have. Nobody tanks. Our players and coaches do their best to win. And again, just because you may finish with the worst record in the league, you've got something like 75% chance that you're not going to get the first pick. 74.5. Yeah, but like, <laughs> there you go, Gary. Dude, Gary, you're an idiot. Teams tank. Teams tank, well, digital boards suck. Shut up. It's not, I wouldn't say like tank exactly, but like teams are set up to not do well. Well, right. Like if the Hawks really wanted to tank, like they wouldn't be playing Staylock or Mrazic or Kane or Taze as much as they are. You know, like they could easily lose games five to nothing all the time. 
Yeah, it's true. They're, they're like the players aren't going to go out there and lose games on purpose. Like they're they're going out there to win the games all the time, but they may not be in the best position or have the best team. What? Yeah. What? Games, you what know? You're, like, yeah. What you're saying makes more sense than I think tanking's the wrong word. Yeah. But teams. Well, obviously... I think that's why I think that he's right in that sense. Like teams aren't trading away like their best players at the beginning of the year, starting an AHL team. And then being like, I don't know why we're not winning games. Like, well, I mean, the Hawks did trade to bring it, and that was, <laughs> I mean, that was for draft picks for the future already. Teams are, yeah, tanking is probably the wrong word, but teams are definitely built to fail, like you said. Like, right. if, they like are... if they wanted to tank, Seth Jones wouldn't, I mean, he's playing well right now, but like, he wouldn't be playing 23 minutes a night. Kaner wouldn't be playing close to 20 minutes a night. Like, those guys would be sitting on the bench. <laughs> And then Reese Johnson would have 45 motherfucking goals. <laughs> there. Okay. You're fair. Yeah. I get you. Love it. Good point. Um, but you're he's still wrong about the boards not being an issue. They suck. I hate those. The just oh. boards with all the, the glitches and stuff. Oh, I mean, whatever. I don't give him the time of day to like whine about it. I think he also kind of, I think it, it's kind of stupid to whine yeah. about the board <laughs> ads. There's much more Shit Stop like... taking Batman's side on shit, dude. Let's. I think he's the greatest person alive. So <laughs> he also <laughs> did say that even though the league's not in expansion talk currently, that Molson, uh, the owner of the Montreal Canadiens, is open to a team being going to Quebec again, to Quebec City. Like he wouldn't have an issue with it because it's the same like Providence or whatever. Who so there's fucking cares. Yeah, there was some. Thinks. Yeah, but they were saying that he would be part of the reason why it wouldn't work out because he would have veto power over it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying that's what was, that's what was reported. Don't shoot the messenger. Just just relaying headlines. My best friend, Gary Bettman, would not say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And Vancouver, we talked about a little bit of hints that we are talking about again. They're a joke. Organization's no. a joke. Ownership I mean, I... I didn't realize like what was really happening until I was seeing all the posts about like the fans like cheering Bruce Boudreaux. I was like, yeah, like I isn't he like about to be fired? But I didn't know they were openly like searching for a coach while he was still coaching, rather than like firing him, have an interim, and then like bring a new coach in. Like yeah. it's like when like the time is ticking. The time's already ticked, but he's still there, and it was just really weird. <laughs> he said on um Sirius XM NHL channel the other day. Um, he goes, yeah, no, I knew that was coming since October 8th. I just didn't know when it was coming. Like, so it's so, it's like, I don't understand. They've gone through, it was like, what, six or seven coaches since 2013. They're paying three coaches. They're right paying, now. yeah, they're paying three coaches $7 million currently right now. Mm-hmm. Only one's getting paid to coach them still. But it's yeah. like, they've gone through all that. They essentially have had the same roster for majority of the time. It's, maybe it's oh, not. They, they make no no headway with Bo Horvath deal it's you think it's maybe more on management than it is on on coaching at this point i would assume i don't know because then taki comes out game one against the hawks and they score five and put up 48 shots like is it just a new coach like fire that they kind of get or like when Derek king came in last year after college got fired and they actually fucking won like five games in a row or something like is it that kind of situation or is like because Vancouver was making a push for the playoffs last year. This year, they've been a joke at, like, setting records of, like, m- losing the most multi-goal, like, leads in yeah. games. Multi-goal, yep. 
is, there was, it's just there a, was a part just such a weird team that they brought Tockett into just to manage JT Miller to keep him in check. Their new prize pony for seven years, JT Miller. God, I mean, he had an assist against the Hawks with Tockett on the bench. So I, I don't know. What's Did insane? It what's is insane it going to work? What's insane though, too. It's like we always, I know we've talked shit about kind of like Boost, no, Noli for sure. Back when he was on the show all the time, he would talk shit about Boost Brudro, like, you know, all the red face and all angry kind of guy. Do you know, like, Great regular season like, coach for like 600, like, win coach, like, I forgot what the stat, the exact rule stat was, but he was like second all time, like, win percentage among coaches with like 600 wins or more. Oh, weird. It's like he's a solid coach. Well, that's because he was the coach of the, like, capitals that were winning president's trophies like and being yeah. like competitive year over year in the playoffs and always losing to pittsburgh is he does he get another shot somewhere or do you think he's done i'm sure he gets a shot somewhere yeah because he, he wasn't coaching terribly like he brought the team to almost a playoff spot last year i don't know what the deal was this year if vancouver's just weird um bad puck bad puck luck honestly at the beginning of the year like, like you said you a lot of those games too, it's like they weren't like, oh, just bad hockey. They were like bad bounces that cost them goals. Yeah. And I think I don't know. I know Demko's hurt now, but I don't know if he's just had like a really weirdly off year. Because like that's like their guy. And if he's not stellar, I'm sure it's just he's let's see, he's played 15 games. He went three ten and two, eight eight three save percentage and almost a four goals against the average. Yeah, Demko's not having a good year either. You know who's having a really good year? Boston. Oh, Boston. Okay. It's like, uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't write that down. <laughs> First team to 80 points and only took them 47 games. I thought I saw something like they're on track, on pace for 139 points. Yeah, which would break the record of what, 132? I think it's 132. Uh, let's see. If they get like 62 wins or something like that, that's going to be like their record it's like can they do it i don't know man like uh, i just 131 I thinking... was the 95 96 detroit red wings okay so 132 is the record yeah 132 would be the record yeah i just keep thinking man like is the water going to find its level <laughs> no, we said we said like this was the year i said it last week yeah we said this year too, like before in our previews, we were saying like this is going to be the this is the last hurrah. Like they're this is going to be finally them coming down to earth and maybe making a wild card spot. They lost nine total games this year. That's stupid. Yeah, it's so dumb. And they are twenty two one and three at home. Unreal. They just had that loss too. Yeah. Just, but, I mean, last thing I wanted to. <laughs> talk about too you, how crazy sorry how crazy oh, would it be if they have this magical record-setting season and then they play toronto in the first round of the playoffs and oh, lose god that would, be, <laughs> that would be kind of funny how how crazy would that be do you think marshawn would cry like when he lost the ceiling cup i hope he does yeah sure <laughs> yeah sure dude <laughs> uh <laughs> I said, uh, looking at the standings too, real quick, and then we'll wrap this up here. Um, is anybody having more of a like a sneaky good season than Toronto, who is tied with Carolina, New Jersey for second overall in, in the, the league. league? Yeah, I think 
like I feel like you don't hear about Toronto that much this year. No, because I, well, it was a lot of talk about Toronto last year because Austin Matthews was scoring a goal every other game. Yeah, I actually more than one goal every other game because he into a sixty. Uh, yeah, I think it's they haven't had like the one kind of standout season like that. Like, so they've been just playing well as a team, yeah. and I don't think they started great and they're doing fine. They're eighteen three and four at home. So that's, that's I think what that seems like that looks briefly, it looks like the best, yep, second best home record behind Boston. I mean, they they're it's weird because the other thing I have written down is that Cole Caulfield's out. Cole Caulfield is out. So Montreal is like we gotta look out for them in the bottom of the standings now. But then immediate first game, they beat, beat Toronto. <laughs> So just like, all right, that's really weird. Like they have 11 players injured and Toronto lost to Montreal. So it's it's just a strange one. But uh, last, last thing, Buffalo. Another sneaky good team right now. They're three points behind Washington for the last wild card spot. And they have three games in hand. You know, you know, what looks really good. That would look really good there. A nice shiny number 88. In Buffalo, mm. yeah, for that playoff. How about, how about how about a former defenseman, um, you know, that you had before, you know, named Jake, Jake McCabe? <laughs> I'm trying to we'll think. Throw, I, we'll throw in Taves too. You got the cat space. Yeah, do they? Yeah, they do. Um, I can't remember if I said Pittsburgh or Washington wasn't going to make it in the playoffs this year, but close to being right. <laughs> close to the wild card right now, and Jari's out until at least after the All Star break. Damn it. <laughs> it's on my fantasy team and i didn't even see that yet it's like, like he keeps switching between like day to day and hour he was supposed to play yesterday so that's like i still don't understand like sorkin was supposed to play today too and i have no idea why he's not it's yeah i don't know and it's weird Holy because like i understand the- tristan jari was like got injured during the winter classic he came back what, this past week put up 44 saves in a 40 out of 45 shots, won a game, and then was like, see ya. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll save this for next week because we'll have a lot more to talk about. We'll need more to talk about, but goalies, they suck this year, and I don't care. Or do they? No, they do. <laughs> Coming from the guy that's been trying to figure out the fantasy goalies this season because nobody can fucking stop up goddamn puck. But anyway, episode 210. <laughs> Uh, what do you want to call it? The WWW what's happening. WWW what's happening. The, right. What's happening. <laughs> How many dubs you want me to do? Three, because there's three dubs. Oh, yeah, you're right. What's happening? Okay. <laughs> All right. Make sure to follow us on or check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts. YouTube Podcasts, just YouTube. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow just, us on you, Spotify. just YouTube podcasts. <laughs> we'll be there. I don't know what page, but just we'll be, YouTube we'll be it. There. Yeah, YouTube it. Uh, social media at WCB Podcast, and yeah, five star reviews and anything that will give you let you review us. And yeah, have a great day. Um, we'll right. see you on the next one. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB Podcast. Hey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.